swords we handle art to spark souls and charge tolls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's horse. a grand theft of elk scrolls simon's quest with toe and earl rock shoes to every clue easter eggs and gaming news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control shows Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, give it five stars. Also, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure and head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. Put an at sign ahead of that. And you'll get at us. AMC, how you living? Living well, man. Uh, yeah, we can't really say much. Haven't really done much. Only thing I'll say is that uh, I was looking for a new show, and so I finally sat down, started the uh, started Invincible on Amazon Prime. Okay, and it's absolutely amazing. If you haven't checked it out yet, um, all right, all I'll say is watch the first episode. And if you watch the first episode, uh, it's kind of hard to not get hooked by the way things go. Um, and it's just great, great lead character, but um, something just completely interesting that I can't talk about without spoiling it. And so, yeah, you just got to watch it. But uh, yeah, the from everything I heard, the comic book was already incredible. And then you get, I, I believe, uh, was it Seth Rogen uh, produced it? <laughs> so, you know, it's going to have that that humor. And then um, on top of that, it's, uh, it's Robert Kirkman, the, the same guy who uh, did, um, I think it's the same dude who did uh, Walking Dead. But uh, yeah, uh, the game, I mean, the, the show looks absolutely incredible just based on one episode. So I would highly recommend. How about yourself, A-Dub? How's your week been? Uh, not too bad. You know, the heat's coming down. We're settling into these circumstances, you know, just living my life, not spending a lot of money, just waiting for new games to come out, about to get back on my grind. My wrists hurt a little bit, so I haven't been able to work out as much as I normally do, if at all, but I'm going to be getting back to that starting next week. Hopefully everything's okay because I'm not trying to see a doctor or do physical therapy, even though we here at Control Issues believe that you should listen to your body and <laughs> take advantage of any kind of health insurance you have. And, you know, see somebody about the stuff that ails you. Don't just go on WebMD and think it's cancer or, you know. Or even worse, kind of watch a YouTube video. and Don't watch a YouTube video. Don't do some home remedies. <laughs> don't take horse dewormer and think you're going to be all right. You're not. So go see somebody and do whatever's necessary to prolong your life because we want you to be around to enjoy more of these episodes, to enjoy more of these games with us, and to share your opinions. And that's hot. Yeah. So other than that, A-Dub, what have you been playing this week? Well, 
I've been playing a little bit of Hades. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, man. I just keep going in for more runs up in my heat level. You know, I unlocked uh, the aspect of Arthur for the Stygian Blade, and yeah. that's really what I've been running with, just trying to upgrade it, trying to get my heat levels up, trying to get more completions, trying to unlock even more stuff. I think I was, I was on a run, or I, just, I was between runs, and I noticed that now there's these three statues in the armory, they unlock as you acquire heat levels. So I'm like, what? So yeah, you know, now that's caught my attention. That's the the next carrot. I caught the last carrot and ate it. They put a new carrot on a longer stick. So I'm chasing after that carrot now. And yeah, other than that, I, I still have a hankering to fire up Forza Horizon 4. Just the anticipation for Horizon 5 is too great. And I just got to race something, so I got to get back in my Lamborghini, tear it up just a few more times before that next iteration comes along in Mexico. Finally get to enjoy that mid-engine Corvette. I was a little a little vexed that it wasn't in Forza Horizon 4, so glad that it's one of the – one of it's even one of the intro cars of Forza Horizon 5 after watching, you know, the first drive gameplay. And, yeah, man, it's – I'm excited about that. Um yeah, I didn't. I didn't play much else. Just Hades. I think Hades is enough to tide me over for the time being. I do need to get back into Returnal and do a similar thing that I'm doing with Hades, which is just trying to get to the the real ending. So we'll see how that goes. But AMC, what have you been playing? Uh, I gotta say, same thing. Pretty much, uh, play a little bit of Super Mario 3D World. Uh, beat a couple of levels with Marissa. I believe there's about like maybe three or four left, and then. Hopefully that main part of the well not hopefully because the game is awesome, but um that would mean that the main part of the game is beat and then we could move on to Bowser's Fury. Yes. Um but yeah, it's it's absolutely kicking ass. Um another than that, continuing to put work into Wizard of Legend, unlocking more spells, <laughs> just spells on spells on spells. Yeah, spells. Um getting further in the game, still haven't gotten to the final boss yet. But I'm just I'm like right there. I just have to beat the uh, the third boss before I go into that fourth, I guess, arena and then fight the uh, the boss of the game and you know have at it. Uh, what I am enjoying is that there's just so many spells, and at this point now, um, I'm really starting to find the perfect blends. Uh, I mentioned last week that you know with the last update they added some new stuff in there, and one of the things they did is that they um, they kind of further defined the different relics um because they mentioned in the uh the patch notes that like you know how relics can be used together to you can basically get two relics that are of the same set and that combines them to create like a more powerful relic and so something i had read but didn't really think much about it and the current I guess set build that I've been doing right now, or just like what I take out with me. One of the relic, I can only carry one relic. That relic gives me health every time um I land a critical hit. God and then damn. yeah, the cloak that I wear um basically ups my critical hit uh chance and damage. So that that combination right there is already good. But in the game, you get uh there are also cursed relics, uh, occasionally a cursed. A relic vendor will show up and they'll have a couple of cursed relics for you to choose and you know i always skip over them because it's the uh the gift and the curse type of situation and 
the gift never seems to outweigh the curse. But with this one, I, I noticed that there was one that matched up perfectly with the relic that I carry in with me every time. And it said it combines to make um know, like the sanguine set or something like that. And um, so I ended up grabbing that curse relic and combined that, changed the uh the outfit of my current character so i was no longer wearing a cloak i was wearing basically like what looked like a, a magician's outfit we'll say like long coat top hat and um <laughs> he had the ability to uh basically i just regenerated health a lot quicker by landing damage and every time i kill an enemy i would gain health so it just adds a little bit more of the survivability of that of the characters which is a really tough part of the aspect of the game is uh trying to find health and just make it further without like if you screw up once you lose enough health where it's just like god damn it I'm, I'm not gonna recover from that so you're always trying to find any type of advantage to to keep you in the game a little bit longer um and so with that like now i want to definitely like learn about more of the relics and see what different um combinations i can do that i guess unlock the um the special relics in the game so that's just another aspect of the game that i'm now coming across on top of all the different spells that they have available um so hopefully i'll be beating that game soon if not i'll just continue to enjoy the shit out of it but a dub this is a big week yes it was <laughs> it was uh gamescom you know i think we had uh i had said that you know there were rumors that we would maybe get some dates of some important games at gamescom Guess so there's a lot of yeah so there's a lot of information you notice that the past couple of weeks are a little bit slow on news and it was because they were basically holding everything back for this one big event and so a dub let's just get right into this topic of the week Hot topic of the week yeah, I figured this is a free for all. A dub. There's just there are so many games, so many announcements. I figure whatever is important to you, important to me, we'll just hit those up, and then we'll let you go other places to find all that other news. So, A dub, you want to lead off with what you felt was a good thing that you came across? Uh, well, I mean, I'm gonna have to lead off in a similar manner as Gamescom has led off. So, I'm just gonna get right into it. Yeah. <laughs> the show opened up with the confirmation of a very brief rumor that emerged. We heard that uh, your boys over at Deep, your boys and your ladies, over at Deep Silver, were rebooting a classic franchise, something that people have been waiting for for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this took form as a reboot to Saints Row. So as you guys know, Saints Row, that came out as sort of like, it, it spawns sort of in the shadow of GTA. People considered it a GTA clone. However, Saints Row has spent its franchise life trying to differentiate itself in that way because the developers didn't want to be a GTA clone. They wanted to be something wholly new and original, which I believe that they succeeded at. They created a franchise that had its own identity. You know, the Saints became just synonymous with open world mayhem uh, even spun off another franchise by the name of agents of mayhem taking place in the same universe as saints row uh, they got i mean they got one two the third saints row four where you're getting superpowers and you're the president and then get out of hell when you go to hell <laughs> so there was a lot of silliness along the way of the saints row franchise and you know Maybe it just got a little too silly. Maybe they wrote themselves in a corner. Who knows? But 
what we're seeing is a refresh of that franchise. And, you know, we got a whole new cast of Saints. We're not being we're not being treated to another story of Johnny Gat and the crew. We're going to a whole new location with St. Eliso, Eliso, Eliso. And we're taking place in what, Mexico or New Mexico, one of the two, but somewhere Southwest US, something about, something like that. Uh, yeah, the trailer, CG, opens up, it's introducing you to the new boss, the whole crew, you got three members, two women, two guys, you got a, you got a money man, you got the DJ slash wannabe chef, <laughs> you got the driver, and then you have your character, the boss, you have, you know, character customization, you got a whole new set of gangs that you're going to be contending with, and this one is about being self-made, it's about building your empire, so this is sort of an origin story for the saints in this new location. Uh, the CG trailer depicted some interesting action, it's, you know, it's set up the characters, their roles, and exactly how you're going to be going about building the Saints as more than just a street gang, but as an organization, an institution, an empire. AMC, when you were watching the trailer reveal for Saints Row, how did you feel about this return of a storied franchise? Uh, it was cool. Um, we'll, we'll get into it, but, um, you know, I never... I never played. I I think I demoed a Saints. Maybe that Saints Row Four, the one where you had the superpowers, mm -hmm. uh, at one of the many conventions that we went to. I couldn't even say which one. Um, but yeah, it was never a franchise that I jumped into. I never. I didn't buy any of the previous games. Um, but looking at this one, I will say, you know, it, it was one of those games that because I did enjoy GTA. I thought Saints Row, just from an outside perspective, was the sillier gta if you could say that um you know like, like super san andreas basically yeah like i i think like in one of them i saw that like you could uh make like your crotch your your bulge bigger and then i, I believe there was like a dildo weapon in one of them like it was just it was sounds all over the place. Right. that sounds very saints row yeah and then uh the, the the one that i demoed was that yeah the superhero one so it was like like i i remember i had like super speed and I could like jump across the city. Like it was like, it was insane. Um, Basically so, cracked out. Yeah. Yeah. It was out of control. Um, but yeah. So seeing this trailer, it, it did appeal to me in that way that it did seem, you know, loosely gr more grounded <laughs> in that, like at least with the characters and the, the uh, we'll say not really abilities because uh, all we really saw were weapons, but um, just, I guess the style of combat we'll say seemed a little more grounded, even though you did have a, a rocket with like cluster missiles um firing at dudes um and a, a dude got shot in the street and like you know nobody seemed to care about it mm -hmm. uh so yeah there's a lot going on but uh yeah it seemed like it was uh i, I enjoyed the uh the cast of characters the setting uh, a lot a lot going on right i'll say that much and from the little bit of gameplay that i saw yeah it seemed like it was uh like a good third person like open world style of game and uh has a lot going for it i, I, I want to see more um i did enjoy the fact that like it seems like you'll have multiple vehicles we did see at one point look like the character was flying a helicopter and then yeah. towing a car <laughs> with like you know like a, a magnet like hanging off of uh the helicopter um, it would be excellent if that's like a viable means for stealing cars and selling them yeah <laughs> make so, yeah. quick cash so I think it's one of those games, uh, you know, 
as we learn more about the game, uh, it'll definitely give you more of an idea of kind of like the gameplay loop and what you'll be coming across. But as far as right now, as far as the, um, the atmosphere and the tone that they've set for I, this world, um, it, it definitely has me uh, engaged and interested. How about yourself? I'm totally engaged and interested. It's nice to see the Saints come back for a brand new, fresh adventure, a restart to the franchise. Uh, you mentioned the term grounded a great deal in your impressions, and that's exactly what the developer Deep Silver was going for. They wanted to return to the more grounded feel of Saints Row 3, which is what they're emulating for this reboot and couldn't be happier about that. Once this, I played the original to completion and I played most of the third, mostly side activities. Um, loved the third. I thought they were on a good path from there. And then four came out where they were doing aliens and superpowers. I thought to myself, like, it's cool that they're taking that on, but it's just, Saints Row got to a point where they were just throwing more stuff into it than they were able to polish and properly present. Like, I felt like if they put in half the stuff that they were adding to this franchise and spent the rest of the time polishing it up to make it a cohesive experience, that all of that would have landed with more of a more of an impact than a thud. So it's nice to see them really dial things back and focus in on the experience that they're trying to craft. It seems like they're putting a lot of energy and care into this one. And, you know, as I, as we see more gameplay, because right now all this floating around is the pre-alpha footage. Uh, hopefully we see a little more polish get added and things really start to look like, you know, the top quality experience that Saints Row deserves by this point in its life cycle. So, you know, at the end of the CG trailer, there was a little a little sizzle reel of quick hits of about 20 seconds of gameplay. And then a few days later, they ended up putting out a gameplay trailer that was several minutes in length where they're really talking about their enthusiasm and the thought process that went into the reboot, as well as showing you the location, you know, the different things you're going to be doing, the different games, yeah, especially the character customization. I think at one point they even showed up a chromed out body. I guess you could make Destro if you want to be Destro. So that's really dope. Yes. Yeah. So totally excited for it. However, you know, there are other people out there. Yeah. They got yeah. opinions about stuff. Yeah. They're looking for validation. They're looking for, they're looking for credibility. They yeah. want things to be a certain way. They yeah. want things to be one way, but it's the other way. Uh, we got troll of the week, 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 week, yes. So today's trolls wasted absolutely no time whatsoever coming out sideways about the Saints Row reveal, people taking to their keyboards and absolutely just smoking their way <laughs> to the ends of their posts to be the first ones to hate on this reboot. First troll says, ew, disappointing, hard pass. Next troll says, not getting good vibes from this. I bet they nerfed the females into the ground. 
tits and hats are evil, folks. And LOL, of course, it's a white dude getting blown up. <laughs> so in case you haven't seen the CG trailer, which I highly doubt, uh, it depicts the crew, uh, the boss being an African-American female character with half her head shaved, you know, traditional social justice warrior haircut, and another, another woman who is the driver, then there's one guy who is the money man, and then the other guy who's basically the muscle. So during the trailer, they execute this heist where they steal this weapon shipment from a rival gang. And toward the end, when three or four of the gang members are about to be blown up by the stereotypical white male leader of the other gang, the boss shows up with her rocket launcher and blows him up. So that's what this one is referring to. Uh, of course, it's a white dude getting blown up. It's like, okay, I mean... You guys get mad when it's not you, and then when it is you, <laughs> you get mad. Next troll says, looks like woke garbage. Next troll, looks like something an 18-year-old Twitch streamer vomited up. Next troll says, all good characters, people of color. The villain was a white male. It's not hard to see the direction they're going. <laughs> but keep in mind, too. In the trailer, when they showed, you know, the bald white dude who seemed to be the villain, who was one of the villains, and he got blown up. His crew had, he had a, a black female. He also had a, a bald black dude on his squad. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was just a group of white men. And then yeah. this multi-race was it Benetton had people yeah. coming out to, to kill him. <laughs> and then on top of that, it's just one dude who was like the person in charge for that particular deal for that gang at that time. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that he's the leader of that gang. He got blown up in the trailer. So <laughs> come on, <laughs> who could he have possibly been? So yeah, that's not the main villain of the game. Number one. And number two, why are you like this? <laughs> why, do, why is this the first place that people go ever since more diversity has been finding its way in video games. Next show says, looks like complete shit. <laughs> Followed closely by the next show who says, looks fucking terrible. Next show says, what a shit show. I'll just play three and four some more instead of this Zoomer hipster gang, quote unquote. This is one of the worst reveals ever. So generic and yet so appealing same time oh so appalling at the same time it's like oh it's so appealing <laughs> i mean it definitely has appeal i would say that next show says saints woke lol what a load of garbage ah. saints woke LOL. Next, show, <laughs> next show says short hair that's buzzed gross saints tiktokers <laughs> what i find interesting about this is that all the people who are like making these generational jabs at this stuff you're part of the same generations so you're making fun of yourself <laughs> what are you doing you're not all 40 or 45 like you're in your 30s or your 20s and you're making fun of yourself next show says i refuse to play the social justice warrior trash this one trailer is so bad it killed off one of the lead developers get woke go broke so AMC, do we need to remind people that just about every game that people have thrown the phrase get woke, go broke at has seen massive success? 
yeah, right now it's a it's a cliched like lingo that like you know that does not hold up, but people will still say it just because it's like oh it's a, it's a catchy thing that somebody once said and now now it's been proven wrong. You know, this kind of um, this this response is very very generic in itself, and it just reminds me again of uh, you know if you were to do the comparisons, a franchise that apparently was beloved and then it comes out on a new generation like a new console generation and then people have this SJW reaction to it that being um mass effect mass effect very same way people love the original mass effect they come out with andromeda and all people talk about is they ruined it the women aren't hot they all have yep. heads SJW uh, trash uh, bioware's lost their way <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same thing with uh saints row it's like oh we we love the original saints rose why are you ruining this with SJW trash? The women aren't hot. There's too much, too much multicultural. Uh. <laughs> so, I, yeah, wonder, a- I wonder what's going to be the first game where they just go all in and like have a character that's designed after a porn star and do mocap with a, post- a porn star. Yeah. It's like they, they just need to put out like Duke Nukem open world game for these people and then they can. They just focus on that. I mean, maybe they would have if people supported Duke Nukem forever, but the game was doomed. It's trash. (laughs) You you don't support the franchises that give you what you want, then other people get what they want. (laughs) Yeah, get what go broke. Get stupid. Go stupid. Uh, Next, Charles says, by allowing these social justice warriors to go into this very industry that they despise. The same types who would have called us nerds 30 years ago and instill their political correctness agenda on us. <laughs> so so let me get this straight. So the, the SJW people were also the jocks that were calling you nerds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just completely 180 on their lives. Yeah. The people who were And then came into and then became nerds <laughs> yeah the people who are saying except people for what they are and who they are are also people who are apparently judging you <laughs> for yeah. playing video for playing video games <laughs> that they now make yeah <laughs> <laughs> and just want you to like calm down and let them work instead of sending them death threats when something slips a release date and also apparently they hated video games so much that they devoted their lives to cra- like creating a career in that industry like oh, I'm gonna teach them. I'm gonna I'm gonna join the KKK <laughs> and change them from the inside. <laughs> yeah, I'm a black man in the KKK. <laughs> Next, show says, "Why can't a character be LGBT without being stereotypical about it? These character designs are just vomit-inducing. I have an illness where I feel like I want to vomit when I see these ugly abominations." Uh, where in the trailer did they detail that any of the characters were LGBT? <laughs> Where did anyone anywhere say that the characters were LGBT? Like, this is a prime example of that we were talking about in the pre-show. The flailing that people do when they they decide they hate something, but instead of just making the personal judgment that they personally hate it, they have to find some kind of substance to validate and attach their opinion to in order to not expose themselves as just being a, a bitter, empty hater. It's like, no, there's a reason why I hate it. It's like, no, there's not a reason why you hate it. You're just being an asshole. So just jumping to the conclusion that there's LGBT, no, it's vomit and 
inducing? Like, why does vomit inducing have to be correlated with LGBT for you? <laughs> and also, it's like the fact, like you're saying that they're, what is it that they're um, stereotypical? And it's like, well, I didn't really notice that any of the dudes were super flamboyant. <laughs> the yeah. women weren't like overly butch, I guess, is what you would say about the women. Um, yeah, so all the things that you would say that were horribly stereotypical definitely do not fall in line with what I would say that people would say when they were stereotyping LGBTQ. This is definitely not what I would assume that would be. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't see anything that would even give off a hint of being LGBT oriented. <laughs> so like this, like this right here is troll of the week. <laughs> Next troll says, looks like shit. <laughs> Next troll says, all my interest. Eight years of hype. It's all gone. Sad face. That was like a trailer to CW Batwoman. Well, I haven't seen Batwoman, so I don't know about that comparison. But another comparison that seems to be floating around quite heavily for this reveal trailer, CG trailer, by the way, is, oh, they made it look like Fortnite. And that's why people are passing on the game. Even rational people that whose opinions I respect and who are good users online are like, uh, it looks like Fortnite. It's like, well, number one, it's kind of hard to make a video game about a purple-clad gang not look like another video game with a purple-dominant color palette. Second of all, no, it does not look like Fortnite. So I understand why people would say that. And it's like, yeah, of course, you're going to have a guy with a helmet on with a digital face, and that immediately makes it like Fortnite. It's like, nah, dude. Shit looks like Saints Row. And it looks fine. Further, if you look at the gameplay of the game instead of the CG trailer, and you'll see that it's a night and day difference between what Fortnite apparently looks like. Uh, all your interests, eight years of hype, all gone. Well, that just says that you weren't really a fan in the first place. So you won't be missed. Last troll says, second to last troll says, agreed. What a wasted opportunity. And the last troll. And runner-up for Troll of the Week. Anita Sarkeesian approved. All the women look like 10-year-old boys. Boys. <laughs> First of all, none of the women look like 10-year-olds or boys or any permutation of those two characteristics. They look like grown-ass women. They look like real women. <laughs> Instead of these over-sexualized caricatures that you guys seem to favor whenever you go to your your Japanese games that Sony's censoring, why doesn't anyone else care? <laughs> yeah, because when you watch anime, that's how every woman is proportioned in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hilarious. Oh, like it's I I question the fan, the apparent fans. I question all the people that are upset about the reveal of this new Saints Row because they they keep saying things about this trailer that completely contradict the things that they like about the original Saints Row to the point where I'm thinking like, did you even like Saints Row or did you like it being a thug simulator? Just that that stereotypical machismo, I'm a tough guy, I got gold teeth and blowing shit up. Like, it, what is it that you really liked about Saints Row that you're not seeing 
in the trailer for this reboot because by all accounts, especially once you look at the gameplay, it's fucking Saints Row through and through. It's just got a new cast. It has a, a slightly different tone to it. You're doing an origin story like you're not an established gang, but there's nothing else that's different except the cast. You're still running around an open world. You still got all kinds of weapons. You still got all kinds of customization. You got character customization in case you don't want to play as the social justice warrior boss. You, you have everything. You have the biggest map that they've ever produced. You're going back to the more grounded style of Saints Row 3, which was probably the best Saints Row outside of the original. So, yeah, I don't get it. You guys are fans of Johnny Gat. Like, he was just a stereotypical tough guy male character i think we were talking in the pre-show before you were just saying like people people want their tough guy or, or something to that degree what what was it that you were trying to convey i was just like they want their strong man it's like like the person who's gonna like basically confirm all of their suspicions and so like when they look at they look at when they look at a game like this they're just like oh well i know the conspiracy it's it's the sjw warlords <laughs> oh yeah like when yeah. people post videos of people detailing why they dislike something like, yeah. yeah don't listen to me listen to this guy who's saying <laughs> things that i agree with so take up your concerns with him and not me even though i'm using his his words as my words yeah and it's always like some dude who's been kicked off of twitch like 30 times yeah. <laughs> like like dr disrespect yeah <laughs> a little quick little quick hit in there for you <laughs> And he's suing, of course. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, the Saints Row reveal looked outstanding, and Gamescom was full of other games that also looked outstanding, yet it's hard to find any discussion about any of those games because people are just coalescing around their mutual distaste for the reboot of Saints Row, which personally I find rather disappointing. At least wait until the game comes together before you hate on it like right now people people aren't even hating on just a cg trailer they're hating on one instance of the trailer where one character had on a helmet with a digital face and comparing that to fortnite to the point that they're even taking side-by-side screenshots of that with fortnite like look it looks the same it's like Dude, this is it's Halo Infinite all over again, where somebody decided to take that one frame of that one close up of the gorilla enemy and named him Craig. And now that's the representation for all of what Halo Infinite is. And then you guys wonder why 343 doesn't want to show you any more gameplay from the campaign. So, you know, it's a similar deal here. Luckily, this story had a little bit of development. It had a little bit of follow-up. The developer, Deep Silver, is not backing down to any of the backlash. They've let out a series of tweets responding to people who've had saucy things to say about the game. One tweet reading, we are not backing down on this game. We get it. It's new, and it's a shock reaction to a reboot like no other. The GIF was supposed to convey that. They put a GIF up. That was kind of funny. I'm not going to describe it. Another tweet that Saints Row Twitter put up at Saints Row doing a reboot like no one has ever done a reboot before. Pretty sure. I mean, that's pretty Saints Row, if you ask us. Uh, they've made they made some other 
some other comparisons, basically telling people that if you think this looks like Fortnite, then you have no idea what you're talking about because they don't look the same. I would agree with that because they do not look the same. You guys just see a bunch of purple. You see a bunch of cool characters with personality who probably like themselves and you feel threatened. You need to get over that shit. You need to look in the mirror and address your insecurities and figure out why you're just so surly and empty inside. Fill that shit with some joy. Find a hobby. Get a plant. Get a puppy. Do something. AMC, anything? I mean, this shit is so... It's so generic, the response to this. Uh, the fact that, you, that they went right to SJW as a reason. Like... My, my thought whenever it comes to video games, when it's, whether it's criticism of Returnal or anything, it's gameplay is king. If the game is fun to play, that's the only thing that should matter. But people bring in all these outside factors, whether it's the price of a game, the genre, the style of the game that it is, that, uh, the genre of the game. Uh, in this case, the characters. <laughs> yeah. uh, like it, Things that have nothing to do with the actual gameplay like uh everything that's that surrounds it and so they're saying that they're not going to give something a chance that they haven't even seen more than what like five minutes of gameplay of they're not uh, going to give something a chance that they haven't given the chance <laughs> yeah exactly it's uh it's uh i mean hopefully these people are just so fed up with the with the way things are going with video games that they'll just stop playing and then next thing you know we won't have to hear from them anymore but until then uh, we have to just hear their belly bitching and they'll just be crying and I, i'm just glad that you know we've seen developers kind of you know um back down and uh change characters change voices for characters change certain looks for characters change assets to appease the community and i'm glad that um more and more developers are basically saying giving the finger to the community and saying go fuck yourself yeah. find find the game that you want to play because this is the game that we're making um so yeah. all these goddamn games <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm telling you like this amc i'm making this prediction and i i dare anybody to call me on it when the time comes so as we've been told from gamescom saints row reboot it's going to be released in february 25th 2022 look forward to that we will hear control issues um i'm putting it out there right now i can guarantee you that if this reboot is well put together, reviews well, and sells well, a majority of those people who had shit to say when it was revealed will completely change their tune. And, uh, oh, well, I gave it a chance and it's actually pretty good. Uh, I bought it at a discount, so I gave it a chance. I didn't want to support it at full price, but it's actually pretty good. <laughs> Guaranteed, if it reviews well and it sells well, it, you're going to see a lot. It, there's going to be a shortage of crow in this country with mm -hmm. all with all the just consumption that's going to be going on. People eating their words, and eating crow. So you heard it here. Control issues. All y'all hating on Saints Row. You're going to change your tune if it's a good game. But let's get into our next topic of the week. Topic of the week. Week. Yeah. Right, so. We had uh, one confirmed, one game confirmed that was, you know, a part of a rumor. So let's just get right into the next game that was also part of the 2K rumor mill. That being the uh, Firaxis game yes. that was going to be XCOM style, but from the Marvel Universe. Oh, 
Yes, and so it's uh, it was confirmed at Gamescom that we will be getting Marvel Midnight Suns. Yes. Uh, so pulled all this from by way of GameSpot. Uh, the game will be coming out March 2022 on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Um, let's get right into the details. So this is this game is going to be a little different, you know. Um, it's it's going to be leaning into the. Um, I mean, it's already fantasy, but the more fantasy side of the Marvel universe, meaning yeah. magic and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. you know, just take it right away from Gamespot. The player assumes the role of an original character known as the Hunter, who is an ancient warrior, Lilith, the, uh, the main villain, main villain's forsaken child. They are yeah. tasked with joining. Lilith, Lilith might sound familiar if you're a Diablo fan. <laughs> I, I thought that was an interesting overlap there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, they are tasked with joining a cast of twelve existing heroes to put a stop to Lilith. Thus far, Firaxis has revealed that Midnight Suns cast includes Captain America, Iron Man, Ghost Rider, oh. Magic, Doctor Strange, God Blade, oh. Captain Marvel, SJW, and uh-huh. Nico Minoru. So count that there. That's uh, eight characters. So I believe four more to still be revealed. Um, actually, you know what? They didn't mention it here, but. I know we saw Wolverine in the trailer, so that yes, would be one did. of the other characters. So that would be nine. This is probably old. All right. Um, the Hunter, meanwhile, was created by was created to be a wholly original and fully customizable character. So, you know, this is our viewpoint. So we kind of get to put ourselves into the game and roll with, you know, some of the greats, that being Captain America and Iron Man and everybody else I had mentioned pri- previously. Um, so, so I guess you could put quotes around XCOM style of game because there is uh in the interview the uh the developer mentioned there are no mechanics carried over to Midnight Suns from XCOM series as the team realized it needed to be a very different experience. Um they had mentioned that you know the Marvel characters are already so fully fleshed out that it's not like you're gonna really be able to change what Iron Man does, what Doctor Strange does. Um and so because of that, um, you know they're making the character skill sets based on what's been established with those characters, as opposed to giving you, you know, an already established character and being able to, you know, completely build them to your, your style of play. Yeah. Uh, they also added that the, um, so there's going to be a social dynamic in the hub world of the game where uh, players, uh, why is there a hub world where players are encouraged to spend time with teammates to deepen relationships. This in turn unlocks their full capabilities in combat um that's pretty much all the details i have i'm not sure if you have anything else but yeah what did you think when you finally saw this game confirmed and the 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 cg that we saw no gameplay at this point yes the gameplay will be revealed on september 1st so look forward to that in well when you guys hear this the probably a day or two so yeah that's gonna be dope uh when i saw the cg trailer i had not had any expectation or like awareness of a tactical Marvel game being in the works. I had heard the rumor, but it wasn't something that was on the front of my mind because I don't pay attention to rumors. So yeah, when this was shown, I was like, Marvel, what? Wait, what? This looks kind of dope. Is this is this Ultimate Alliance, the new one? Wait, what's going on? Midnight Suns, what? <laughs> so it, yeah, man, it was it was quite the roller coaster for me. I love 
the art style. I love just the cast of characters that they've assembled so far. I like that they're, it, what they're doing with the Midnight Suns is they're hearkening back to a storyline from the 90s where th this is an actual storyline from Marvel. So this isn't something that's entirely like newer original in case people were wondering. Uh, so, you know, they're working with an established canon there, which is dope. Uh, they're giving you that control of that character. Uh, looking forward to building relationships. Apparently you can't romance the characters, but you can be very, very, very close friends. So that'll be interesting. Buddy up with Tony Stark. Buddy up with your, with your bub Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're going to get its height accurate. That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 when I was looking at comments for this, there were people who were saying things like, ah, why, why don't they just make him look like the MCU? And no, that's, that's not my Wolverine. He looks like a short, a short grizzled punk. And it's like, that's what Wolverine is, homie. <laughs> You've been exposed to too much Hugh Jackman in your life. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited about this. Once I heard it was tactical turn-based and coming from the developers of the XCOM franchise, I was just, I could have done a backflip. I didn't though, because I can't, but I could have if I wanted to. So I'm going to be watching for this. I'm looking forward to the gameplay reveal next week. And I, I want to see more. I, I, I imagine that I'm going to lose my mind once I actually see the tiles and the menus and then seeing the actual action take place on a, on a per turn basis. Oh my God. This is, this is the kind of game that I'm so glad to be alive to experience, man. So it's, uh, you know, not to immediately show bias by, oh, he's already saying the game's going to be great before it came out. But I'm not saying it's going to be great. I'm saying that I'm excited to see how great it might be. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, I'm for me, super pumped. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's great only because, well, not only because I, because I want to play it, but mm -hmm. if this comes out great, then we get more of this. And yep. ideally, like, I want to get like an X Men style of game where it's like the X Men cast and things along those lines. Uh, I do like this, like, more ensemble style cast of, like, I guess, Avengers characters. So they, mm -hmm. they really like, um, they brought in, like, you know, some people that you're not accustomed to seeing in every, say, Marvel style of game, uh, which is cool in its own way. But then uh, to eventually get, yeah, a more focused, like, X-Men style of game, that would be the uh, dream. Uh, yeah, it is funny, too, with the criticism that you said that like people were like, oh, like, why not MCU? One of the first things I heard, like, not criticism why, I guess, or um, was the opposite, where they were saying, like, at least they didn't make the, sa the same mistake as a Avengers game and make a game where the characters kind of look like the MCU, but they're not perfect. Like, mm -hmm. so it's almost like, I wonder if like they had to take note and be like, you know what, don't do anything like the MCU because people just lost their minds <laughs> when yeah. that game came out. And it wasn't like a perfect, like, you know, uh, one for one of Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. um, because, you know, that's cheap. Yeah, exactly. And they won't get sued at all for that, as yeah. we've seen with other games. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I, uh, I I'm I'm pretty excited. I want to see uh, some gameplay. Hopefully, it holds up. I know the XCOM games are you know have been received pretty well critically. Uh, the people who are fans of those franchises completely loved what they did with the um, 
I'll, I'll say reboot because there was the, the really old school XCOM <laughs> that was on like the PC. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I want to see also like the abilities, uh, how all that stacks up, the environments, how you can use certain characters because, you know, with Iron Man, the assumption is you'll probably be able to fly. Mm-hmm. Maybe the same thing with like Doctor Strange and like Wolverine, you got the claws and things on those lines. So to see how you can really uh mix and match your team to you know have like a character for that can handle any situation uh it'll be it'll be fun to see how they adapt the character skill sets to a video game in a in a tactical turn-based style of video game so there's a lot going there that they can mix and match together that is something that we haven't really seen a ton of when it, especially when it comes to these licenses in this style of game um and so yeah this is hopefully the start of you know something great when it comes to marvel and tactical turn-based video games i mean so far marvel is on fire man we got spider-man sony exclusive miles mm. morales sony exclusive mm. we got the avengers game that didn't quite hit as solid as it needed to but there are people who do enjoy it it wasn't it wasn't as if it was a outright terrible game it was a pretty well put together effort so still updating still updating it yeah. we got guardians of the galaxy i believe that's coming out like next month or in the next couple months we got and now we got midnight suns that's mm-hmm. coming so i mean we've gotten more higher quality marvel games in like the past four years than we've gotten in probably the past four generations of <laughs> hardware so i'm pumped but i have a random question for you yes sir do you think with the inclusion of Blade, that they got Wesley Snipes to do the voice acting. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing. That would be great. It's open season. You know, <laughs> just, just show a little respect. If you're going to have your boy Blade in there, who was who actually kind of propped up the Marvel movie effort for a while on mm-hmm. its own. If you're going to have him in there, you got to pay homage to God. <laughs> Get your man Wesley Snipes, Passenger 57, always bet on black on that voice acting roster. At least get like that blade skin from the movie. Like that, that's just like the Wesley Snipes character. Exactly. Hot. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, Midnight Suns is definitely something to look out for. Let's keep a close eye on that. Keep people informed about our impressions, about mm-hmm. our ideas, our suggestions. If okay, hold on. Another random question about Vanessa's because this is just so amazing. Um, let's say your party four characters of the characters that we've seen. Who are you going into battle with? Uh, definitely got Wolverine. Definitely got Doctor Strange, Captain America. I mean, how, uh, yeah. Well, the, the fourth character would be your would be your creative character. Okay, so yeah. Um, so three. Oh, 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 man. Um, okay, so the two that I I want to say I'll definitely have would be Captain America Wolverine. The third is, you know, up in the air because I definitely want to play with Blade. Doctor Strange is just too great of a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Ghost Rider seems like fun. I haven't. I've never really gotten into Ghost Rider, but you know. From from a distance, he's always been a fun character to just look at. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that pretty... I mean, I'm not really a huge Captain Marvel fan. Magic is definitely a different character. Um, big in, you know, 
the X-Men universe, but you don't see her too often outside of that. And so that's, it's fun that they put her in there. Maybe with her being there, she is um, Colossus's little sister. So maybe that might be an indication that Colossus might be one of the other characters that haven't been announced yet. Um, yeah, but uh, Juggernaut in there is a villain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely Wolverine, definitely Captain America. Third one, up in the air, but leaning towards Doctor Strange. But we'll see. I mean, it is a magic game, so you got to get one magic character in there. Yes. How about yourself? I'm, I'm rolling Doctor Strange mm. just because he's utterly amazing in the MCU. I'm rolling Ghost Rider because Ghost Rider's in nothing. So it's time to give you homie some, some playtime, get him off the bench. And I'm going Blade just out of pure respect for the god, Wesley Snipes. You gotta do it. I'm gonna have him out there doing all the melee shit. I'm gonna have Ghost Rider out there covering the mid range with the chains. And I'm gonna have Doctor Strange out there putting him up somewhere high, you know, just surveying the battlefield, calling out plays, taking care of the ranged attacks. And then I'm gonna have my creative character sneaking around in the shadows, coming up, stealth killing, doing what I got, getting the, getting the backstabs. <laughs> depends on how i build it so we'll, we'll see what's going on and, and that's another interesting thing is that we have a wholly original character that we're going to be able to progress and who knows what kind of abilities and you know modifications we'll be able to put on that so that's also something to look very forward to mm -hmm. uh, that's all i got with that story you want to move on to the next topic of the week top topic of the week that's See what do I got here? Because this week was just so packed. Let's see, it's Marvel. Uh, let's give them another release date. So this game, people have had their eyes on it. Some of us have been talking about it. Us here at Control Issues have been very excited about it. Sifu, the melee combat game where you play a kung fu master who gradually ages every time that they get defeated as they're pursuing some villain that whose ass they plan to kick it as hard as humanly possible. Uh, we finally got a release date. This game is coming out February 22nd on consoles and PC. So this is announced on opening night live. This puts it a few days ahead of the Saints Row reboot, which is making February a pretty hot month. I think I think there are some other things out there that might make February a hot month in our next topic of the week. Top, top topic, topic of, of the week. week. Yeah, that one that one will you know it will just so it's gonna be interesting because uh yeah as I was looking at how those dates lined up, I think the uh the SJW trolls are just gonna, you know, their heads are gonna explode during February. They might just have to take off the month of February because we got a release date. You know, a game that had been delayed, Horizon Forbidden West, coming out February 18th, 2022. God damn. So within a week, <laughs> we're getting a new Saints Row. We're uh -huh. getting seafood. And we're getting a new Horizon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, people, just, I mean, I don't, I mean, just the... I'm just thinking about like one, just how many great games are going to come out. And then just the people who are going to be, you know, just overwhelmed with what is it? Uh, unattractive video game women and yeah. not being able to focus like their, their anger. They don't, they're not going to, they're not going to know where to point it. Adobe. They might be 
so overwhelmed with anger that their bodies just shut down. <laughs> like they go into like an anger paralysis where they can't say anything about anything because to say something about one thing it means that they aren't saying something about the other thing that they must say something about. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're they're at like it's like Valentine's Day. They can't get up. Their, their, their girlfriends are wondering why they're upset. They're just like, it's like, I, I, I can't see, I can't see all I see are women with shaved heads everywhere. Like, like suicide squad. That's all they see is the same woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see your mother? Everywhere. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That, that, uh, that costume department must've had a ball dressing that woman. <laughs> So, so how how are you how are you uh, stacking this up? I mean, I know like right now you you got your focus on uh, you know handling life shit uh, outside of video games, and hopefully you know things will be lined up by, by that time so you can play video games. But do you already have a plan of attack? Like, I mean, Horizon is obviously coming out first, but I know we've been looking forward to Sifu, uh, especially being like a roguelike kung fu style game, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you got yeah Saints Row. Um, is there one that you're definitely getting and then meaning that like you might have to push off the other until you beat that first game? I'm 100% getting Horizon Forbidden West and nothing else will infringe upon my time. So sorry, Sifu. Sorry, Saints Row. Sorry, Waifu. Sorry, Waifu. Wish I had one. If I did, I wouldn't be playing much of these games. But I don't, so I am. (laughs) But yeah, so... Getting Forza Horizon 5 in November, that's going to carry me all the way into January, where I'm more than likely getting Elden Ring. And if I manage to either complete that or get to a point where I'm like, I can't complete that, <laughs> I have to put it down. That like Forbidden West is getting bought, it's getting played at 9 p.m the previous day <laughs> before the release and, uh, the, getting that preload getting that digital unlock so that's totally happening i'll be playing elden ring up until that time and yeah seafood and saints Row just have to wait uh, this will definitely fuel the conspiracy theory of how they're um they're sending it out to die this game's gonna swallow this other one but that's not how anything works because Horizon didn't sell 100 million copies. It's all 10 million copies. So Horizon Forbidden West, hey, it might sell another 10 million. It might sell another 15 million. It might sell 20 million. Who knows? But what it's not going to do is appeal to everybody who would be interested in Sifu or Saints Row. So there's still going to be an audience for those games. Those games aren't going to get swallowed. That's just not how anything works. Other than Grand Theft Auto, there's no, there's no real game that appeals to everyone or a large enough segment of the gaming market to where other games simply cannot exist around it. So let's stop with all that nonsense. Every time somebody says that, those games end up turning out to do just fine commercially. So you know, let's be realistic here. There's room for everything. There's a game for everyone. You just got to find the one that's for you and get to the others when you have time. AMC, what about yourself? Like, how how are you going to manage <laughs> the growing roster of blockbusters that are coming out in just such a short window of time? Yeah, by uh, the top of my list is 
Sifu for sure. Um, I didn't. I still haven't played the uh, original Horizon. I know um, the analysis got that sixty frames per second patch. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. they're just they're just begging me to hop in and play. Is it is it on that uh, on that list of uh, what is it the uh, oh, yeah. stay, stay indoors yeah. <laughs> whatever it's called <laughs> the stay home and play initiative. Um, yes. cause I mean, they, they pretty much have gone out of their way for me to play that game. So I, I just need to play it now, <laughs> but, uh, because of that, Sifu is definitely the top of my list. It was already right there. This, uh, on the strength of the name, but, um, being that haven't played a Saints Row, haven't played Horizon, uh, Sifu is just the one that I immediately connect with as far as jumping right into. So Horizon Zero Dawn is not on the PS Plus collection. Okay, let me see about the play inside. Okay, well, that's that's actual inside. I'm going to check it out today. Uh, no, we'll look at that another time and let you know. I know that they did give away Horizon for free on PS Plus at one point, or I think it was a part of that initiative to get people to stay home. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they they put up the complete edition for free so you should definitely check that out hopefully it's still being offered yeah yeah man it's 60 frames per second 4k running running on ps5 a lot of people already remarking that it feels like a brand new game some people who either hadn't completed the game or hadn't started it are glad that they waited don't know why but at least they get to enjoy the game in a much better condition so you know it's awesome. Horizon Zero Dawn, instantly one of my favorite games of all time. People thought that it didn't stand a chance with Zelda coming out nearby, and turns out it sold just as much as one of the one of the better Zeldas would. So Horizon is here to stay. Forbidden West is coming already, looking like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so man, I'm I'm excited about that. But let's get into our next topic of the week. Top, top topic, topic of, of the, the week. week. Let's see. What do we have? What do we have? What can I do here? <laughs> what more can I say? I, I, you know, it it sucks because Gamescom was packed wall to wall with games over the three days of the convention. I mean, there was a whole day two with the awesome indie showcase. Then there was a day three where even more indies were revealed like games like there is no light uh we got an announcement for blasphemous 2 as well as dlc for blasphemous it's going to be coming out we we saw a new game from the creators of black desert online called dokev which has some of the most unbelievable animations and visuals that i've ever seen to the degree that i don't even think I will be very surprised if the final product resembles what they show off at Gamescom because what they put on in that showcase looked nigh impossible to achieve on on any system. So, I AMC like were there, was there anything else that caught your eye during the Gamescom festival? 
Yes. Um, so this is this is one I actually uh, pulled uh, some information because I want to know everything about this game once it's available. I believe it was in the opening night. This game, Ada being Cult of the Lamb. Yes. So, <laughs> it's uh, all digital once again. Yeah. So uh, this pulled by way of Game Informer. Your goal is to build up your precious community of followers and spread the word of your Dark Lord. The game is being made by indie developer Massive Monster and published by what Adub just said, Devolver Digital. To help your cult be the best it can be, you can forge <laughs> through the yeah, you can forge through the forest for resources to craft buildings. So there's there's crafting, there's there's settlement building within a roguelike style of game. You'll also occasionally want to give the gathered believers a moving ceremony, a oh, moving sermon, and make sure the dark powers are happy with frequent rituals. When you're not busy with these tasks, you can explore Cult of Lambs, randomly generated world filled with deadly enemies and other cult leaders looking to muscle in on your territory. Uh, this will be coming in 2022 uh, to PC and consoles sometime in 2022. Um, that's that's just the uh, the surface level. What did you think of this game? It looked absolutely amazing. I mean, absolutely adorable art style, number one. Yeah. So that that immediately caught my attention. And then the thing that really hooked me in was that the premise of the game is that you're playing as the messenger of like some dark evil and you're basically the idol of a cult <laughs> nothing like that i don't think has ever been achieved or attempted in gaming I, I remember there was that one game where you had to go onto an island and try to like rescue someone from a cult but this one you're actually the the go-between between the worshipers and the dark lord itself that they worship and it's your responsibility to keep them in the cult, keep them motivated, <laughs> take care of them, sacrifice them if necessary, and yeah. take on all other challenges along the way while while serving that dark lord, soaking up praise, <laughs> consuming souls. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's such an interesting gameplay mechanic. Like as you're saying, like you're playing the villain, you're playing the villain of divinity, basically. Like you were yeah. that person. Yeah. And um, what what is cool is like I guess. You're somewhat justified in it, being that, like, from what they showed in the uh, the trailer, you're about to be sacrificed, or at least uh, executed. You suddenly are, um, I guess, you receive the boon of the Dark Lord, uh, become possessed, and you escape your execution. And after that, you basically become a follower, and you're now preaching the, the holy word, the word of your Dark Lord. That and gospel. so, yeah, yeah, that gospel. And so, uh it's a it's an interesting premise, especially the fact that you seem to be the villain. But I mean, putting all that aside, uh, just a different way, especially in a genre where people are always trying to, you know, put it in a box and say like, oh, like every roguelike game is the same. If I can say one thing about like what you're saying about like the indie showcase, and I did see a couple of roguelikes, and none a of couple. them, yeah, and <laughs> there were at least a dozen, like ninety yeah. percent of the games are roguelikes. I'm overjoyed with the sheer volume of new roguelike experiences that are coming over the horizons and what i will say too is that like they all seem to be bringing something different to the genre like um i know like we, we played hades you played returnal and we played games before that and when i saw this game this uh cult of the lamb like it's like oh this game is nothing like any of those games uh and so because of that like it's just 
it's beautiful because we're seeing the evolution of roguelikes roguelite and what people can really do with that form and like really push the boundaries and it's, it's great because the more games that come out i think we'll be hearing less of the bullshit when it comes to you know like people trying to pick apart the genre because it's going to be it's going to evolve so much that you can't really just put it into one box and say that every game is this one thing um you can the only thing you can really complain is that what you, you start from scratch with like what little um progression you you made from the the previous run uh but other than that yeah um it's it's nice to see that like yeah devolver getting getting in in this space with publishing to really you know put their own stamp on the creativity that they can bring to any form of game um I, i'm super excited for this game Ado. absolutely and then from there you got any other big topics of the week amc yes um so you know uh adub of the week uh last week ada brought us the news that you know halo they um they said that we're not going to get the co-op campaign or the forge um and so yeah at this point like people are just like is this game even coming out this year like what the hell is going on they're cutting content and you know the more <laughs> the more level-headed people were definitely saying like no, no no they're letting us know this content is being you know um delayed because they want to hit the deadline for this year and uh the people in the know were also saying that really what was going on it was microsoft was waiting as everybody does to um to see where halo or not halo where call of duty is gonna drop before announcing the release date of halo because you know everybody wants to get out of the way of call of duty just like what when red dead 2 was coming out everybody was waiting for that to get announced and then get out of the way of that game mm -hmm. and um so we learned that call of duty vanguard is going to be coming out um i believe uh, november 5th and so we now finally got the release date for halo infinite and that is going to be december 8th so you can look forward to that in december um it's definitely going to fall out of the window of you know some of the uh, award shows um if they like you know they cut it off in november hill will then be pushed to next year um outside of that i mean do you want to speak on the controller ada being that uh oh, own an xbox <laughs> yeah so not only did we get a release date for halo infinite december 8th 2021 get hyped uh we also learn that this release date is going to coincide with the 20th anniversary of the franchise so with that important milestone being hit your boys over at 343 your people over at microsoft they're hitting us up with some extra goodies uh first and foremost i'll, I'll hit you with the announcement the pre-order and the abrupt sellout of the halo infinite themed xbox series x and controller so that's the Series X, that's the standard controller it comes with. It's got all kinds of like stardust and yeah. black and gray panels and gold accents. And it's, it's, it's a very cool design. And like I said, it immediately sold out once pre-orders went live. Of course, people are blaming scalpers for that as if scalpers are sitting, watching a games conference, reprogramming their bots to take advantage of any pre-orders that come along. But okay, blame the scalpers because people who were watching the show immediately followed the instructions that the pre-orders were available and pre-ordered all the consoles. Yeah, do that. Uh, not only that, but Microsoft for 343, 
they revealed another controller. They revealed an Xbox Elite Series 2 wireless controller themed not just for Halo Infinite, but for the Master Chief himself. Yes, this, this controller, it's got all kinds of metallic green. It's got the gold D-pads. It's got green sticks. It's got the, got the Chiefs 117 on the front. It's even got a little, a little indication of where Cortana would go on the back. Got the pedals. Oh, man. It's, it's like the Elite controller was always something I was interested in, but this Master Chief Elite is by far one of the most gorgeous controllers I've ever laid my eyes on. I'm very tempted to buy that. I was on the verge of getting a second controller for the Series X because you know I want to I want to entertain guests. I want to have multiplayer games ready. I was going to do something through the the Xbox Design Factory, but then this Elite controller was revealed, and I was like, "Yo, that's going to be my primary. Everybody else can play on the little boxed-in controller <laughs> as they see fit." But uh, yeah, man. I, I'm getting this Master Chief <laughs> Elite controller. I should probably pop over and like pre-order it or something, but I I have a little hope that some are going to be available. Give me some time to think about it. Let me let me come down from the high of seeing that thing. I don't want to just make an impulse buy, but you know that's also not the only news in controller announcements for Microsoft. We also got yet another controller. Oh, no, not another one. Yes, we got the Forza Horizon 5 customized Xbox controller. Now, this one is uh, probably equally as inventive as the Master Chief Elite controller. So this is a standard Xbox controller, but it's it's just splashed with pink and blue paints. It's got a clear yellow shell. It's got the pink buttons with the with the cyan letters inside of them it, it's it it looks it looks fun it looks interesting it's got a it's got a blue and it's got a pink trigger you know it's it's very colorful let's put it that way so if you were looking for something a little more eccentric to go with your xbox experience you might be interested in that force of five limited edition controller 69 dollars on walmart Get it for seventy four ninety nine on Amazon, so you're probably gonna get it from Walmart. I believe the Master Chief Elite Series Two wireless controller that's about two hundred dollars. I know the Elite Series Two controller was on sale on Amazon for like ten percent off, so that might also be something you're interested in. So yeah, go get that and leave some Master Chief controllers for you, boy, Dub, because I need to lock one of those in. AMC, how did you feel about? This new console, these new controllers. Is this enough to get you into the Microsoft umbrella? Oh my god. The the console was hot, but the uh the controller was fire, I'll say. Um that the controller is enough for me to be like, I might just get a console just so I can get that controller and then I'll just find a game to play on it. Hopefully Halo Infinite will just be absolutely amazing and then that will be the game. Uh I mean it's all stacking up. They got the console. They have the controller. If Halo Infinite is right there, it's one of those things where I have to strongly consider getting it. Like right now, I have my Switch, I have my my PS Five, so it's I, I'm good with my two consoles. But I mean, if they keep rolling out, if they roll out 
Halo Infinite and it kicks ass. I mean, it's undeniable. I I I gotta hop in there. So yeah, it's it's one of those things that um I'm definitely keeping an eye on because it's all tailor made right there for me. I see the suit, I see the shoes, I got the belt, I see the I see the tie, all that good stuff. And now it's just am I ready to get hitched? Am I ready to put it on? Am I ready to walk through? Um, you know, all the steps and all that good stuff. Um I, I'm I'm right there. We'll we'll see. But um that that controller is out of control. It's uh the moment I saw that, like there was no I didn't hear any other Gamecom news for you know for a couple hours just because I was so focused on that damn controller. Dude, like, I was I losing my mind as it was coming into the frame, <laughs> like all the pieces were coming together. Like, what are they doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's like because uh, I mean those elite controllers were already the shit, elite two, um, you know, just taking it to that next level. And then you just throw on top of that like that Master Chief theme, and it's just it's as i said it's it's undeniable how awesome it is it's like one of those things like in a video game like library or not library in a video game museum where it's like here's everything that was important for video games during this time i feel like that controller should be like in some display case for people to see and be like this thing defined a generation of video gaming <laughs> this controller <laughs> with with its paddles and replaceable buttons <laughs> uh so yeah, that's uh, it's out of control. Um, and yeah, that that might have stole the show for me. There's a, there are so many announcements, but I I just can't get that controller out of my head. Yeah, it's rare that a peripheral can steal the show, <laughs> especially one so jam packed with all kinds of content from all different developers and levels and just parts of the world. But yeah, Microsoft, you knocked it out the park with that one. Um, I got I got. Just two quick hits, if you unless you have something else. Got a gang of quick hits. All right. What? what well, what actually, I do. I do have something else in our new topic of the week. Top top, topic, topic of, of the week. week. We got Xbox games with gold for September 2021 announced. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got on here? <laughs> this can go either way. <laughs> you know, I'll say this: for the amount of hatred that gets tossed at sony when they have a down month for ps plus i mean sometimes when i look at that xbox games of gold <laughs> like lineup, up i'm like there's nothing that people can complain about with sony because microsoft is just like rolling out some just like clunkers every now and then but like, i won't I step on it what, what do we got Adam? we got warhammer chaos bane yes <laughs> dude i just uh i just bought uh a Warhammer book. I think I'm, I'm diving into that universe. <laughs> the universe is fucking awesome, man. Ever yeah. since I got into it through uh, Dawn of War on PC, I've just been like, I need more Warhammer. I need it all the time. And, you know, I forget what I forget what the developer or the owner of the Warhammer IP is called, but they have no shortage of Warhammer content. It, it has just been a steady stream of tabletop games, PC games, fucking just real-time strategies, dungeon crawlers, the sci-fi element, the fantasy element, roguelike card base, tactical turn base, <laughs> just anything, shooters, uh, the first person, third person, anything that they can stamp Warhammer on, they have wasted no time doing so. So I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed not only by their i don't want to say 
work ethic, but what like their rate of production or just so, just their ability oh, yeah, to yeah. constantly just churn out project after project. And they're getting very close to the tipping point where these games are going to start being like top tier experiences. They're very close to figuring out the formula that's going to make it work. So I'm looking forward to seeing what else is going to be offered from the Warhammer franchise over time. I have Chaos Bane on PlayStation because they gave it out for free first. Mm. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, next game of gold, Mulaka. 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 This is an action adventure title based on rich indigenous culture of the Tarahumara people. Uh, they fight back against a strange foulness that is corrupting their land. As the local shaman, you can draw upon the power of the demigods, solve puzzles, and fight hand to hand in environments inspired by real Sierra locations. Uh, next games with gold. Oh, these are coming to Game Pass Ultimate. So you get Zone of the Enders HD collection. Mm-hmm. Just get your Kojima on. Make mm-hmm. sure you play Zone of the Enders 2 because it's one of the greatest games ever made. A dub seal of approval. And you get Samurai Showdown 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, next quick hit. Uh, so in a week where you got a. a a shit ton of game announcements. If you're a company that's, you know, dealing with a lot of uh, bad news and you want to, you know, get some bad news out there to, to get buried in this onslaught of game announcements and, and dates and all that good stuff, why not choose this week? And so we got word this week that Blizzard will be changing Overwatch's Jesse McCree's. They'll be changing his name uh, from Jesse McCree, that character. Um, basically, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know what their what his name is going to be. Yeah, we don't know at this point. Basically, the backstory with that is we know everything that's been going on with Activision and mainly Blizzard. And one of the stories that came out was know, this thing called the Cosby Suite, which is already you know oh, a, <laughs> like coming from a bad place. And uh, what we learned is that uh, McCree was actually named after a developer <laughs> at a uh, blizzard and that developer is probably displayed in the cosby suite apparently and so because of that um they decided you know what let's distance ourselves from this developer and why not go ahead and change the name of this fictional character who was tied to this developer now is cosby suite a play on c-suite um, hmm, I have no idea. That that does kind of make sense, but I, I just assumed it was from all the, the badness that was going on. But maybe maybe that is one of those things where it was a play on that. And then, you know, with everything that was going on, they're like, oh, they did this intentionally. <laughs> like this is this is the place where all the bad stuff goes down. Um, and maybe it just happened to be that those things lined up together perfectly. I have no idea. <laughs> but I mean, how did you feel? We can quit hit this really quick. I mean, makes sense. You agree with it. What are your thoughts? I I mean, I hate to agree with it because despite despite what the person did, like that's the character's name. So, like you're gonna Alleg- allegedly did allegedly <laughs> allegedly sprinkle some allegedly <laughs> something, but yeah, that's the character's name and. I don't know. I just I just feel kind of weird about changing things like that. 
at the same token, I also understand. So my personal opinion really doesn't matter or carry weight in that situation. And I hope nobody takes what I'm saying as like, oh, well, they, they shouldn't do that. It's like, eh, whatever. That's their, that's their decision. I feel weird about it, but I understand. And that's what they're going to do. I'm very interested to see what his name is going to be after the change. But something that did spring to mind that I'm very interested about is that is this going to prompt a policy change within Activision Blizzard where they just no longer name characters after real people? I mean, it's <laughs> from their yeah. company. Yeah, because that was like a criticism I heard was like, yeah, why not? Um, moving forward, just don't name characters after developers. But I mean, we also see then like with Saints Row, like the like the character looks like the actor. I think we there was this whole thing with uh, what was it, Judgment, where in Japan, one of the actors in that game, like, you know, got in legal issues. Mm-hmm. And like, there was this thing with like, like maybe not, maybe no longer doing the series. Yeah. Um, stop like discontinuing the game altogether. Yada, yada. Like, um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing, but I mean, it's also like, I do like when characters have the likeness of the actors. It almost gives them more care, like, more credit for the work that they did mm-hmm. um, not that every Far character, Cry 6. yeah like not every character needs to look like troy baker when you do like a ton of games but it is nice like you know norman reedus like uh mm-hmm. he's acting as the character and he is the character in the game and so i i i kind of do like that it's um you know if anything it like it i don't know if it um you know gives more credibility to the genre as an art form but yeah like uh, i think it does yeah and so i i do like that and in general it's like you want to um especially like because people you know there's there's a few of the the big name developers like you know kojima and like todd howard and yada yada yada. Mm -hmm. but um there are all these other dudes who definitely like contribute a ton to these games and they don't get a knowledge and so this is a way to for a guy who i imagine has been worked at has been working at blizzard for years and so they're like hey let's uh you know throw him a bone and like immortalize this guy in a video game uh too bad we didn't know that like you know allegedly he was a piece of shit but we we now know and so i i I would like to believe that we're not going to discourage these type of things if anything it's now that we know that um if you're going to do something like this maybe do a background check on the person uh, <laughs> before before you uh you know immortalize them in a game especially into a franchise where you know you make a lot of merch and things around that um and so yeah it's just i guess be a little be a little more guarded but i still think you should do it because i i like when developers get their due i don't like when you know when people get pissed off at neil Druckmann for you know paying homage to himself in a video game exactly uh, I, I like on a goddamn collectible card <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i i think still do it just you know i mean you know, cross your t's dot your i's stay on your p's and q's about it you think there's going to be a run on mccree merch <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah i know i mean it's, it's do you think it would be a good investment opportunity to get some mccree merch <laughs> i mean, just yeah. sit on that for a while <laughs> is not a bad idea because you know there's one the hardcore the hardcore uh you know collectors who would definitely like to buy some shit like that and then there's the uh 
I don't know if this would fall into the, that case, that area, but you know, the, the anti decision makers or, or anti change people who would love to like, you know, stick it to the man by buying everything that's um, being erased from memory. Uh, yeah. and so there's going to be, there's going to be preservation. Yeah. So there's going to be an audience out there uh, for that. And so, yeah, why not? <laughs> and then at the same token, do you think Activision is like, trying to stay under the radar and hope people don't make them retcon Kevin Spacey from Call of Duty. I know, yeah, seriously. I mean, we already saw, like, Activision's kind of, you know, they've taken their name off of anything with Call of Duty Vanguard at the moment. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I could see themselves looking at any character that they put in the past. And Kevin Spacey, definitely one of them. Uh, don't have to get into the details, but I almost feel like because of the situation, um, maybe he gets a little bit of a pass, even though, I mean, he's totally been canceled, but, uh, you know, the, the, whatever, not going to get it, go yeah. into it, but yeah, uh, I, I imagine that they're, they're going to look back at some of their old stuff and maybe, uh, figure out, maybe release that game, but without the campaign. <laughs> I, overall, I do, I do honor and respect the legacy of immortalizing real people within video games. I mean, you have the one Blizzard developer who worked on Diablo three, uh, who was immortalized in, as Kanai with Kanai's Q when he passed. I believe he had cancer or something, something of that nature. Uh, the Skyrim grandmother, when she passed, I believe she was a character that was added to Skyrim. People can go visit her, talk to her, <laughs> do things like that. And then at the same token, you have appearances by like Lance Reddick and Keanu Reeves, and, you know, people of that nature. So it's, there, there's a space for it. And oh, yeah. I, I don't think that we need to get all nuclear and just no longer put people in there. But like you were saying, like I, I think a background check is a bit excessive. But you know, maybe if these companies got a little bit tighter on their HR and, and you know how they treat their employees, regardless of gender or orientation and all that, then they wouldn't have these issues to worry about in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't have any more topics of the week. Top topics of the week. However, uh, I do have quick hits like a motherfucker. <laughs> all right, let's let's run through those. Uh, let's see. Covered Halo. A very interesting Fallout-related bit. There was a modder who developed something called Fallout London. So with Fallout London, it's a highly anticipated full-scale mod that's coming to Fallout 4. Its head writer has been officially hired by Bethesda to design quests for their games. Uh, Fallout London, it aimed to turn Fallout 4 into London, and it's been in the works for over two years. It's officially unveiled back in June. It's a wide success, garnered over 2.5 million views. Uh, Stephanie Stephanie Z was one of the lead writers for the project, but now she's been hired as a new associate quest designer for Bethesda, as reported by Rock Paper Shotgun. So, uh, women in games, writing, representation. Uh, Stephanie has been a pillar of support for the team and has helped create a fantastic and interesting main story and dialogue that we feel you will really enjoy. And we just know she'll be bringing these talents to the writing boards of Bethesda's Todd Howard herself. So we expect a bright future for her and fully give her all of our support. This was a statement made in an official announcement from the Fallout London team. 
that's pretty cool. Looking forward to seeing how the addition of her to Bethesda in an official capacity will influence their games going forward. AMC, how do you feel about this news? Um, since quickly, I'll just say it's awesome to uh, support super fans in this way. Uh, going back, I remember... I want to say like there was even criticism of how Bethesda like was handling some of the mods, especially when they were one of the first companies to say like, Hey, we're going to actually like charge for mods. And so like those people can get money and people then had issues with how that was all handled. But anyways, um, great to see that they, you know, gave one of them a job and yeah, keep it, keep on, keep on, keep it on. What else you got? Yeah, another quick hit going back to some Activision Blizzard news. <laughs> Call of Duty has banned 100,000 accounts in a single day. Uh, over 100,000 Call of Duty accounts were banned yesterday, targeting repeated offenders and chief providers at the source. AMC, are you outraged? Nah, quit cheating and you won't get your account banned. Yeah, stop, stop being podcasts. <laughs> Next quick hit. Last quick hit. Uh, it was brought to our attention that there's some Starfield content floating around on the internet. Now, apparently, back when Starfield was revealed, if you had signed up to whatever newsletter or service that they set up for the game, you would be privy to little content releases you know, over time, and it would seem that the, these content releases are available to the public. So Starfield videos reveal three new locations from the game. Specifically, we get a little bit of backstory information about New Atlantis, Neon, and Aquila. So these are locations within Starfield. They are presented in very short videos, about 60 seconds each where it's sort of moving concept art. I mean, one of the locations looks like a, an oil platform that's built up into a, a domed like pleasure center. Uh, another, another location is like a, a mega city tucked between a mountain range. And then the last location looks like a, you know, a, a pretty low key farming town in, in a valley behind some snow-capped mountains. So, yeah, man, these are awesome. You should go check them out, especially if you're interested in Starfield. And they start to give you an idea of exactly what it is that we can expect from the game. I mean, up to the point of this art being released, I thought Starfield was just gonna be me voyaging the blackness of space, shooting at aliens coming out of caves on asteroids and shit like that. So it's nice to see that there is actually going to be, you know, not just interesting locations to explore, but actual cities, alien races, you know. Then your mind really starts to race with the quests and the politics and all the kinds of shit that you're going to be getting into, carrying your pistol on your hip. Uh, I'm so pumped. AMC, once you get a chance to check this stuff out, how do you think you're going to feel about it? I watched one of them. I forgot which world it was, but it was the one where it seemed kind of like a uh, a hub world where there was, I just saw like a lot of like flying cars and shit. Um, or flying vehicles. Uh, mm -hmm. And that one looked pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that one, I believe they, in the description, they were saying that it was a, uh, like a, I guess a multi, multicultural or whatever. They said like, it was basically a glimpse of what the future would be like, as far as like just all the different races and whatnot, all collected in one hub city. Social justice. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, so that was like the one where I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like this is, 
now like lining up to be you know the open world mass effect game that i, I wanted where it's like the citadel but like in a more open world setting as opposed to you know what the citadel was which was still like you can you can go from place to place but you kind of you had you are limited in your options i'll say that much um and so yeah because of that um i am very like curious to see like all the different races how they interact um and like what that means uh, as far as like you know aliens and all, all that stuff uh so yeah i want to check out the other ones because i didn't see the uh was it the the oil mining one or the other yeah. one that you had mentioned the one so. where they they found a fish with psychotropic properties and that became just <laughs> the location where you come like that's just the vice center <laughs> of that planet yeah um, but i do yeah i do love that there's all these awesome locations and um yeah, and then once we see some gameplay, that would be great. But uh, just knowing more about the world, yeah, as you were saying, it'll give you an idea of like what you're going to be coming across as you're playing the game and just how different it's going to be as opposed to, you know, you think about a game like Cyberpunk, it's you kind of just have this big-ass, dense city, whereas this one, it seems like it's going to be a ton of different locations, which uh, gives it a different feel um, as far as that sci-fi genre goes uh do you have anything else ada before we get out of here april o'neill is a playable character in shredder's revenge yes that, <laughs> that that mic drop uh, yes uh, I think, swinging that camera yeah i absolutely love that they put her in the game and it's like that throwback to like you know that april o'neill that like we grew up with in the you know the og ninja turtles uh cartoon series the yellow robber yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, everything is I everything that they seem to be doing with this game is just right where it needs to be. And seeing you know like the the team like combos or specials and all yes. that stuff, um, there's just a lot going on with this game that uh, it's just made for you know a co-op couch beat 'em up style of game, brawler style of game, and just seems to be perfection. And as I said, like what's great about this this generation this this current time in video gaming is whatever style of game you prefer they have an awesome version of that game out there for you to play and so there's when you have that there's there should be nothing to complain about but you know people see a trailer for saints row and that just that's doom and gloom for everything else in the industry apparently for some people mm. uh do you have any final words Adel, before we get out of here uh, it was a fantastic show. I mean, I'm going to have to go back in and cover, just remind myself of some of the other great games that are coming out, like Signalis. I believe that's going to be coming to Xbox and PC. It's like a survival horror kind of like sci-fi deal, which is right up my alley. I mean, there's, there's that game that's, it's a roguelike city builder that takes place on a ring world where it's driven by dice. <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. There's a lot of beaver games, which is kind of weird, but hey, I'm all about it. Let's check it out. Uh, just, oh man, it's just so much content to explore that I really need to focus and keep things straight. As for final words, it's the best time to be a gamer. If you are one, rejoice. Stop your belly bitching. Get out there, play something, enjoy yourself. AMC. You got anything yeah um be safe and do what you need to do 
so that we can get back out there and be safe in the world again. <laughs> yeah. Please. We've we've had like a couple chances to get it together. Yeah. I don't need to tell you what you need to do because everybody's telling you what you should have done already and what needs to be done for us to get past this. So with that, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Sucker. Sucker.